The following is a hoop ball presentation. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation. We're at hoopball tweets at hoopball gaming on Twitter. Today's and every day's sponsor of the show is Manscaped.com. Lawnmower 3.0 just came out. Nice water-resistant technology, fully electric. Take care of that by using promo code hoopball20 h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l two zero in order to get free shipping and 20% off of your new lawnmower 3.0, as well as any other products that you see fit for your daily routine. They have lots to choose from. So again, HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, to go get some free stuff. I would recommend doing that. Going to have a very, very, very exciting Football Friday show. Got some really neat college football games to talk about. Three games tonight on the slate. Uh, one I truly don't have a big, big opinion on, but I'll still talk about it. And then Saturday, we got some games. We got some cancellations I need to talk about because I've lost three or four best bets, and it's kind of starting to make me sad. So we'll talk about that and unpack all that. And then I might throw a little more college basketball out there as we get to the two-week window before we start seeing some collegiate hoops. Ivy League did cancel men and women's basketball, so no Ivy League Friday um, this year. That kind of stinks also. But on the flip side, on the good news is NBA, free agency, and the draft, and all that good stuff's coming up. We have dates, times, and windows for all the necessary dates for the fantasy basketball sector as well as real professional basketball. And if you want to win the league that you are going to be participating in or leagues, You've got to go over to my uh, cohort's website at hoop-ball.com and Dan Bespris and Aaron Bruski. They um, have been working very, very hard and tirelessly, as well as a lot of other folks on this new HoopBall 360 platform. It's a premium platform, monthly-based subscription, and you're going to have customized packages for what you need. So if you're a DFS basketball player, you're going to have access to Discord chats and professionals Um, over in our DFS department, as well as many other tools. And then, you know, for fantasy basketball, the Brew 150 are, um, you know, a collection of 150 players rated and ranked, um, you know, with notes and draft numbers and all that good stuff. Um, You know, and that that list itself has won awards over the last 10 years. Um, Our our leader, Aaron Bruski, did start over in the Roto world, sector and if you play fantasy sports you know how serious and how good roto world is and has become so um and then you know dan was all about the pregame.com uh content before his time at hoopball so you know we've got some anchors in the game and some veteranship um and these guys continuously just win fantasy championships they help people win them they help people win money um 
all sorts of fantasy basketball tools. And then there's also the wager pass. Of course, I got to talk about that a little bit. You know, that features my work, my write-ups, the stuff you see on Twitter. You know, I've got free and paid stuff for you, content. Um, so, yeah, you can never have too much stuff, you know, unless you're a hoarder. And then that's just unhealthy. Um Moving on. Anyways, so yes, HoopBall Premium, HoopBall360. Check it out over at hoop-ball.com. you got different prices for different stuff, and it's a really good uh, value and a really good bargain. So I think there's something for everyone over there. Um, and thank you to those who have already done so and who have already jumped on the ship. We've seen a lot of interaction on Twitter, a lot of folks talking about the product and loving it. So thank you guys and gals so much. It's much appreciated, and it means a lot, especially within the first uh, week. This is the fifth day of the launch. We launched it on Monday. So get in there, get on some of that, guys, and then give us your feedback, questions, criticisms, all that good stuff so we know what we can improve on and what content it is that is most important to you. I'll write it down for you. I will. All right, so I'm going to talk about a game tonight that I got an early line on. So as of right now, the line has obviously moved. That's, you know, why I wanted to get on it early. I did a game write-up on it earlier in the week, and that game is the Florida Atlanta Al Atlantic Owls going on the road to take on Florida International. The total right now is right around the uh, 40, 41 mark. Um, I locked in 43 and a half. Um, right now it's at 41 and a half. So, you know, obviously my value on this game was a little bit different. But the, the things stay the same. You know, these teams are both very efficient on offense. Florida International scored 10 points against the FCS uh, opponent, Jacksonville State, and they only, you know, allowed 19 points, but they still lost to Jacksonville State. Um, Florida Atlantic, you know, they're playing slow. They rely on that defense, that staunch defense. They, you know, the success rates for both offenses are very low. Both teams convert minimal third downs, and both teams run the ball at least 60% of the time. I think in the earlier parts of the week, I talked about the red zone defenses of these teams. Florida Atlantic, only 1.2 opponent red zone scores per game. FIU does have five, but a lot of those are field goals. Go, go back and look at the box scores. So, you know, and wow, I'm just, I'm, I got my phone open right now looking at lines, and it literally, it just dropped down to 41. So, just lost a hook. Um, like I said, I locked in 43 and a half. And say what you want. Like, oh, where'd you get that number? You, oh, you're making your own number. No, um, I, I got it real early on and uh, wrote about it real early on. So that's why these line movements and these look, first looks are very, very important to me because, like I said on the show, we base everything off conviction and off of value, and we have to operate under those two principles. Um, specifically now that we are doing premium content, so um, transparency is also very, very big. Um, the other game that's going on tonight that I have a pretty strong opinion on is going to be Cincinnati taking on uh, East Carolina. East Carolina is on the road against number seven Cincinnati, who only allows 10 points per game. The total is 55 and a half. Um, that's what I locked in. It's actually come down to 55. So slight, slight movement from the opening number. 
And um, I just want to point out that East Carolina just recently had success against a defense that is very similar to this Bearcats defense in Tulsa. Tulsa is one of the better defense uh, defensive units on, on the whole in the, in the country for college football. Now, don't get me wrong, but, you know, ECU is capable of moving the ball. You know, they are. I've seen that. I've, I've bet on them in this season, and I've seen that. Don't get me wrong, though. The Cincinnati Bearcats defense, is this, this defense is ridiculous. But both teams hover right around 2.2 takeaways per game. The giveaway numbers are kind of right around the same. Turnover margin's a little better for Cincinnati. But the scary part is, you know, about this bet, and I mentioned it already, especially since I'm leaning to the over. But the fact is, like, they only allow 10 points a game. So that that's kind of scary. That is. But I feel that this can be a 41-17-ish game. Um, you know, 37-20. Uh, just something like that. Some field goals involved. Maybe a, a missed extra point. Or, you know, to, to make the score a little weird. But um, the Pirates need to generate some success in the run game. They generally have had good success on that this year. But Cincinnati is so good against the run that, you know, they, they only allow like a couple yards per rush. So the Pirates definitely have to generate some success in that aspect of the game. And both teams need to capitalize on the turnovers that they create. If there's four turnovers, two per team in this game, we're going to need, you know, three of those to go for a touchdown. So we're going to need 20, 21 points out of uh, 28 possibly on, you know, turnovers alone. That, that would be ginormous um, if, if we did that and was gifted that. So the other game tonight, and it, it's, an, it's a Big Ten school, or two Big Ten schools, I guess. Um, Iowa going on the road at Minnesota. It opened at 2.5 to Iowa being the road favorite. It's now at 3.5. Minnesota getting 3.5 at home, over under 58, up from the 55.5 number. So, like I said, I'm not going to have a ton of take on this game. Just maybe some rankings, ratings, and just kind of show you where there are some inefficiencies and deficiencies for these teams. And if you find something that you want to bet on based off of what I say, then you can do so. And if you want to ask a question or have a conversation with me, um, as you think through these bets, feel free to always DM me or DM at Hoopball Gaming or, you know, tag us, whatever, add us, what all the kids are doing. You know, we will answer the questions. We'll, we'll figure out a good value-based bet if that's what you want without forcing. You know, you can't force bets. So, first of all, I want to talk about how Iowa is doing as far as the defensive team. You know, they are – graded top 35 in tackling as well as a coverage rating per PFF. Um, some things that they do really well that the um, Minnesota offense allows defenses to do is the fact that um, uh, the rushing explosiveness. Um, Minnesota has a 67th ranked rushing explosiveness team and Iowa seems to bottle up people from getting into the second level and missing tackles um, on rushing attempts, and they win more yards on the rushing uh, attempts. And then passing explosiveness, they're a little bit better in allowing, or I'm sorry, stifling teams in their passing um, explosiveness. And then two 
offensive points that I think that you can get some really good success from on the Iowa side is the fact that they are going against a Minnesota defense that's ranked 116th in rushing success, 117th in rushing explosiveness, as well as 112th in passing success. Um, they get, you know, the 105th most uh, amount of havoc and line yards as a defensive team. Iowa only allows the 25th ranked, you know, they're ranked 25th, which is really good, and havoc allowed 52nd in line yards. They have great success and power success. Um, so winning those tough yards, their blocks are graded better. Um, rushing explosiveness. This Iowa team is the 16th rated team. So look for them to get a heavy, heavy dosage of the run game going early and quick because that is where the biggest holes are for this Minnesota defense. I think Iowa's defense is going to have to play significantly better than what they have been, but they've still gotten some really good grades and ranks as far as some metrics and some, you know, analytical film breakdown kind of things. So um, just to recap briefly last night, um, now that all three Friday night games are talked about and primed up, and I will have game write-ups for these as always. It'll be a fun little diddly. Um, probably just going to write up two. Of the three, like I said, the Minnesota-Iowa game, I didn't have a huge opinion on. But, um, you know, last night the Titans ruined my sweep. I had over um, as part of the wager pass play for um, over 62 or 61 and a half in the Boise State-Colorado State game. I also had um, – you know, as a free play, Boise State minus 13 and a half that I also wrote up in uh, a preview on uh, earlier in the week. So went 2-0 in college football last night, 0-1 uh, in the NFL. I had t- Tennessee winning uh, by a point and a half, and they got the kiss of the death uh, by the NFL crew um, picking the game beforehand whenever I saw the Colts I'm sorry, whenever I saw the Titans were picked by every NFL analyst, I knew that the bet was going to lose. I think that when the NFL crew picks the Thursday night football team and they all agree, um, or this season in general with NFL, uh, that team goes on to lose. So I've been um, noticing that. And um, so keep an eye on that as a fun little thing moving forward. There are a ton of games tomorrow on Saturday, obviously. And so, excuse me, what I want to do is I, I want to talk a few more of those because um, I, I have a ton of plays here that I like. Um, but let's talk about some cancellations and postponements first so we know what games not to bet on and what not to look for. And um, also, it's a reminder to myself. Um, all right, so we'll just kind of run down the slate starting with uh, Georgia, Missouri, excuse me, they were postponed. Coastal Carolina, Troy postponed, which sucks because I had Coastal Carolina. (laughs) That makes me sad. Um, And I miss, I always hate not getting to see the Chanticleers play or say Chanticleers. Uh, North Texas UAB postponed, Memphis and Navy postponed. Rice, Louisiana Tech, postponed. Ohio State, Maryland, canceled. Alabama, LSU, postponed. 
Air Force Wyoming, canceled. Cal, Arizona State, canceled. So, lots of lots of lots of games. And there's a couple of them that I had in there for my best bets. Coastal Carolina minus 11 was a nice spot. I really liked them. Troy's been playing cruddy lately. And then I also really liked the UAB North Texas game. I thought UAB was really going to dominate that game and it was going to be a one-sided affair. So it stinks that I'm going to miss out on some profitability on those two and that I can't share that with you guys now. Um, So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a little more uh, unconventional here. I'm going to run through um, my tally site. You know, I've talked about our affiliate tally site before on the show and how I am a top rated uh, ranked um, college football analyst on there. And I mean, it's not a tout, it's not a brag. It's just kind of what it is. I've put a lot of hard work and effort into this um, new platform that, you know, they're, they have all sorts of professionals throughout the industry. I mean, SB nation, ESPN, CBS sports, Jerry Palm, you know, the guy who does the college basketball, you know, Palm Index and stuff for CBS Sports is on there. You got guys from, um, I think I said The Athletic already, but the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. I mean, those guys are tough, tough, tough competitors. Um, I mean, there is Cover One. Uh, There's just so many phenomenal professionals that are on this website and in this platform that I'm having to compete with head to head and um, achieve, you know, good records and winning records. And it takes into account, say, risk index. I mean, Nina Kimes is on here. And like uh, Dan Dan Orlovsky and I mean, high profile names for sure. And um, it takes into account, like I said, risk index. And it will also take into sports IQ, and then they, they accumulate an average on the uh, picking scale, and so that way it can show you if you are above average or um, you know below average as far as um, how you pick um, how you pick your games. So you know it's it's going to separate the folks that are just taking the easy ones and the easy ways out and um the cupcakes and the for sure's so i'm just going to run through some of the picks that i have placed on tally site so you can see um kind of you know my thinking and um as i go through and i pick you know i just about every game i don't talk about every game on the podcast and i don't write up every game but i do generally have an opinion on every game and earlier in the college football season before we had just about every team going again when it was a little more manageable i was doing the football fridays where i would release them and then i'd talk about every single football game to come so um first i'll start with tcu west virginia under 45 and a half. I like that because A, both offenses are inefficient. It's going to be in Morgan, Morgantown. TCU has actually got one of the best defenses in the Big 12 as well as West Virginia. West Virginia actually rates really, really, really high in a lot of different statistical measures throughout the country, um, let alone just the Big 12. So I think both these defenses are going to play really well. Morgantown's really weird if you if you follow college sports. I mean, it's just a. It, it seems like there's always a battle there, a grind out fest, and the weather's going to be a little colder and windier. So, um, moving on, 
<clears throat> and this is going to be a rapid fire approach. You know, I don't have game write-ups in front of me. These are just my mental notes. These are things that I took into account when I placed these picks over on tally site. Um, Wake Forest, North Carolina, the Tar Heels. I, I really like the over here. Uh, I think it's already up to 67 and a half, but over on tally site, I got 66. So 66 um, is the overplay for me. Um, both efficient offenses. Wake Forest is not getting enough credit. They actually are moving the ball very successfully on offense. Both teams offer up explosive drives and they finish their drives. Um, seems like every time I look up, North Carolina's putting a 50 burger up or a 45 burger and their totals are at like, you know, 70 or 80 points. So moving on. Um, just scrolling, just scrolling here, just scrolling. Uh, I like the under in the South Alabama, Louisiana, Lafayette, Raging Cajuns game, under 53, for the simple fact that ULL plays a great, great defense. They, they, they have a wonderful pass, team, uh, pass defense team, and then South Alabama has so much inefficiency on offense with, with moving the ball, their points per play, rating is really low. Their passing attack is rated really low. They don't win a lot of line yards. They don't create a lot of separation. Um, and they don't score a lot of points. And so, you know, the Sun Belt is actually one of the heavier under conferences. Um, I think as a conference, the unders in those games are hitting at a really high clip. Next, I like uh, Appalachian State minus 16 and the under 62 in the Georgia State-Appalachian State game. Um, I just have a good feel for this App State team. Georgia State's starting to fall apart a little bit. They're young. They're inexperienced. Their quarterback's starting to turn the ball over a ton. And I don't think it's going to be an efficient game for Georgia State at all. And I keep seeing these 60-point totals with Appalachian State, but they have one of the best defenses in the Sun Belt, and they are in top 25 categories as far as uh, national defensive measures as well. Fresno State, minus 10 over Utah State, over set at 55. I like those. Um, Fresno State, surprising in the early parts of the Mountain West Conference. I think their um, defense is going to be able to lock down Utah State. Utah State, probably the bottom feeder of this conference. Fresno State also has that strong aerial attack, but they also have been incorporating really successful and explosive run plays in it. UTEP going on the road, the short road, heading north to San Antonio from El Paso to take on the UTSA Roadrunners. I have the under 45 and a half here. Both teams, again, inefficient. Um, I've watched a lot of these UTSA games because I love the quarterback, Frank Harris. I love uh, betting on them earlier in the non-con. Um, they put, some, put me in some really good spots. I took them taking the points with uh, the BYU game a few weeks back. Um, and, you know, that was a, that was a very – um, slow grinded out game. UTEP does the same thing. Um, very, very, very similar teams. I think it's just going to be like throwing two bricks against each other and uh, whichever one breaks first is going to be the one that wins the game. But I think it's going to be a lot of defensive prowess and sloppy, not sloppy defense, but I mean, the, or offense, but the offense is going to literally have to earn everything. These two defenses are pretty, pretty decent as far as stuff rate and line yards and all that good stuff. Strength, success, power. Um, I'm going to take Houston winning against South Florida, just, you know, straight up. Um, there's no odds on tally site. It's just kind of like a straight picket. 
and then you can pick the spread and then you can also pick the totals. So, you know, this is going to be a little easier one for me. I think I'm going to take a little bit of the cupcake approach, but Houston to win, but I like the over and uh, of 58. And I'm actually going to have some plays on the South Florida side um, that I'll probably write up and post out there, put within the wager pass and stuff as well. I've got a couple different angles I like in that game. It's actually an enticing, uh, enticing game. And then moving on to Baylor, Texas Tech, under 57 and a half. Uh, Texas Tech struggles to move the ball. So does Baylor. Both defenses are actually not too super terrible. Um, and I say that based off of what they're going to be going against in this game. Um, so with that being said, um, look for sloppy offense. Look for underrated pass defense from Baylor to stop Texas Tech. You know, Texas Tech has had a carousel of, you know, quarterbacks in there this season. They don't, they've been hurt. They've all been hurt. So, all right. Nevada going on the road just to, you know, win straight up against New Mexico. Again, another cupcake. I'll take it. I mean, they're 17-point favorites. So I'm just going to take Nevada and then over 63 because I think that they can score at least 45 themselves. Um, Carson Strong, and this is a game, another game that I'll have a a write-up on. But Carson Strong, that kid is really good, the quarterback for Nevada. I think he's thrown for 350 yards and um, five straight games or something like that. Arkansas, Florida, the Gators, down in the swamp. 17 and a half point dogs on the road. I'm taking that. Arkansas is the best ATS team in the country. I don't know. I think, yeah, they they're st- they still haven't failed to cover. Um, so we'll see if they do it this week again. I think they do. I think it's a good spot still. I think that defense of theirs is, you know, kind of being uh, swept under the rug, not really talked about. Um, and the way that they come up, come back in games to cover in the second half Um they, they just they make adjustments really well. Um, they do. I think it's more than just luck and the back door being open. I think that new coach that they have in Arkansas is really good about locking his guys back in in the second half. And maybe look for Arkansas to be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky SEC West um, contender uh, next season with more experience and another year under his head coach. I also like under 60. So, I, I, you know, Florida's defense can get going – their pass rush is unforgiving at times, and then Arkansas is aggressive and young. So that's what I'm looking at on that. SMU, Tulsa. I'm looking at SMU to win outright. They're three-point dogs over here on tally site, under 64. Um, Tulsa's defense is really good. Um, talked about them earlier when I talked about the ECU game, but um, they've given up some points lately. Shane Duchel for SMU can get it done. He – you know, is exciting. You know, he, he was battling uh, Sam Ellinger at Texas for the quarterback spot before transferring to SMU. So um, he, he's got playmakers around him. SMU, though, they do have a, you know, they can be pretty tricky with their havoc and the way that they stunt their defensive linemen, the coverages that they show. Um, they can get it down on defense for multiple possessions. So I like the under in that game also. And then I know Utah hasn't played a game yet, and I normally don't go against my no-game data rule, but um, I, I watched UCLA last week and, you know, the points that were being scored in that game. 
So I'm going to go over 59.5 in the Utah-UCLA game. I think Utah is going to be able to come in strong, put a 40-burger up. Their head coach just got signed to an extension. So look for them to come out, uh, put themselves in a position to win. Um, I'm actually going to pick Utah to win also. Um, all right, and that was the last one of my – uh, tally site picks. So as you can tell, you know, lots of lots of picks that I cycle through and go through there and just with full transparency so you know exactly where I am at um, on said website. So the sports IQ is a scale based off based out of 100. It's essentially like a grading scale at school. You know, right now I'm sitting at a 99.4. I can't tell you the exact algorithm because I don't know um, what the creators of it really put into it. But the description that it gives is a relative rating system that measures prediction intelligence on a 100 point scale. Right now I'm at 99.4. And then my record on tally site, I'm 190 and 11 with two pushes, so at 63%. And now they also have a tool that they use to measure our, the analysts um, called risk index. And analysts with a higher risk index tend to win on less obvious picks and go against the grain more frequently. So right now my risk index is 33.8 and the overall average between all the analysts on this site is 24.9. And I am ranked fourth out of 742 um, total analysts in overall every sport here on tally site. And to break it down more so on college football, because that is where I'm you know, most profitable and most comfortable, I'm sixth out of 321, 32.5. Uh, risk index, which the average for college football is 25.4, and my IQ is 97.1 out of 100, 64% for 138 and 78 with two pushes record. Um, so needless to say, I like college football, and I like picking it, and I like talking about it. And I think if you've listened to the show a decent amount, you know that that's where my sweet spot is. Now I'm going to just break down a couple more college football games and things that I'm really excited about. I want to talk about this Nevada team and the Carson Strong kid a little bit more, and then I'll talk a couple NFL games, and then we'll wrap this thing up out of here, and then you'll have some good content for your football pleasures. Before I do all that, I need to talk about MyBookie.ag, the show's presenting sponsor in partnership with us, as well as you know being another awesome sponsor. Go over to mybookie.ag, use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You're going to receive a 100% initial deposit match, some free future money, and um, some great customer service as well as diverse game platforms. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was real simple. simple. You use that promo code, you go to mybookie.ag, you bet, you win, you get paid. I mean, that's just about it, guys and gals. I'm not going to you know, force anything. So let's talk about Penn State, Nebraska. Again, another Penn, uh, Big Ten school uh, matchup. I just want to be real brief on it because I saw this three number. I mean, it's key. It, it's a key number, and I like to stay away from those as much as I can. But the inefficiencies of this Nebraska team uh, so Penn State's going on the road as a three-point favorite. Nebraska has struggled to finish drives this season and specifically last week against the Northwestern defense. Nebraska's not thrown a passing touchdown still. They have zero passing touchdowns. That passing game is really struggling. 
And the Cornhusker defense has also been weak, allowing a passing success rate to their opponents of 62% and 47.7% success rate overall to opposing offenses. Penn State's actually a little bit better than what their record states as far as their defensive metrics. I mean, they're still a top 25 SP plus rated school, which, you know, SP plus is a blend between football insiders uh, and as well as um, the ESPN metrics that they use to, you know, put a conglomerate of things together as far as, you know, a team being successful or lucky or taking into account strength of schedule and opponent and all that stuff. And then opponent success rates and this and that. So it's, it's a, heavily rated metric, but they're still a top 25 team as an 0-3 school. That fluky loss against Indiana, I mean, as exciting as it was, and, you know, those two teams have gone opposite ways. Indiana is now 3-0. Penn State's now 0-3. No one would have predicted that in the early uh, parts of offseason or early parts of the football season getting going. So, and the strength for this Penn State defense is stopping the run. And Nebraska relies on the run because I just said, you know, how they have those inefficiencies on the passing attack. So look for sloppy offenses to help the Nittany Lions cover this small spread. I would even be, you know, keen to the idea of buying the hook down to get it to two and a half and to get past that key number. Um, you know, you're only just going to pay like maybe a nickel or a dime on the juice. So I wouldn't worry too, too much about it. I think it's actually worth it. It's a small little investment on your bet. And I wouldn't be mad at you if you did go that route. So, all right. Enough of the Big Ten, eh? Let me get back to some smaller schools. My comfort zone. So Nevada and New Mexico, you know, I did talk about this game real briefly, and I'm going to keep it brief because I'm not sure if I'm going to include it in the wager pass or not or some angles of it, but I will give a little, you know, value update and just kind of analysis check and where my head's at. Nevada and New Mexico are playing a neutral site game in Las Vegas. The total is 62.5. I want to point out New Mexico is going to be without starting quarterback Tavaka Tuaidi. And Trey Hall, a freshman, dual threat, more so of a scrambler kind of quarterback, will be prepping as quarterback one. He has prepped all week as quarterback one for the Lobos. And um, he had 96 rushing yards last week as a quarterback. So New Mexico's also allowed a good amount of havoc to their um, offense um, and to, you know, to their opposing defenses thus far. I expect that to remain the same this week, seeing as Nevada is a solid defensive team and, you know, uh, sneaky in this Mountain West Conference. I talked about Carson Strong a little earlier in the show. He's been dominant in 2020, 73% completion percentage. He's got um, nine touchdowns and zero interceptions, and he's already got 1,100 yards on the season. Look out for wideout Romeo Dobbs. The kid is exciting. Um, he can run just about every route in the route tree. He's deep. Uh, he's a deep threat. He can run intermediate routes. And his hands, uh, his contested catch rate is uh, – I, I watched some film on him, and it was very exciting, to say the least. So he's already almost got 500 yards on the season. So, I mean, he's a, he's a familiar and friendly target of Mr. Carson Strong. Um, if you don't watch this game, I would say just solely watch it for the sake of Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs, uh playing together. 
Um, got a couple different bets, like I said. I'm not sure if I want to give them out because, you know, I might use one or both in the value uh, sector for the um, wager pass. But, hmm. all right, I'm going to go over 62 and a half just because the lack of resistance for New Mexico, Nevada, um, so many points are being put up by them right now. They're clicking. And, you know, they can give up some points also. New Mexico just needs to figure some things out, and perhaps Nevada has uh, an issue containing this uh, quarterback, Trey Hall, for New Mexico. If they have issues containing him, I think, you know, Nevada does play a decent amount of man. So man defense being played with a quarterback who can run, not a very good combination. Um, so, yeah, uh, over 62.5 for me on that game. And... I think that's going to do it for the college side. I'm just going through my notes, making sure I don't have anything else that I'm really looking forward to. Um, let's see. I talked about the Marshall game, but I want to go ahead and reiterate that I do really like Marshall minus 13 and a half in the first half against Middle Tennessee State. Um, that's a game that kicks off tomorrow noon Eastern time. And then here's a here's a random one. I'll throw a little first quarter bet out there for you guys. It's at plus 125 when I got it. I don't know where it's at now. I haven't checked the quarter or the halves market too deeply. But Texas State on the road at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern has a really good defense as com uh, compared to the Sun Belt. They did <laughs> lose 55-0 to Coastal Carolina, but we've talked about Coastal Carolina, how they're, they're the class of the Sun Belt. Um, but they – they're playing a team that they're better than, and that's Texas State. And I think whenever you have these small schools and they get a clear advantage, it's always important to go ahead and, um, you know, take that into account. And so I am going to go ahead and put one unit on Georgia Southern over seven and a half points for their team total in the first quarter. Uh, I think that Texas State goes three and out a couple of times, and then Texas State's not really going to be able to handle the Georgia Southern ground game. So look for that to happen and to get things going real fast and furiously. All right. Now, let's talk two NFL games. And I'm going to wrap a bow on this one. Don't know. Don't think I'm going to get to college basketball. I know I teased it, but I'm um, going to go ahead and just, you know, let it simmer a little. Let it simmer a little longer. Uh, man, what game do we want to talk about? I think the Chargers and the Dolphins. I don't know if I talked about this one yet this week, but it's a game that keeps catching my eye. I mean, Justin Herbert, Tua, over under 48 and a half. I'm looking at, you know, these rookie quarterbacks to battle and to duel. And uh, I, I like the total to go over in that one, just to be real brief about that. Um, you know, that's basically my general analysis on it. It's gone from plus three for the Chargers down to uh, one and a half. So, um, lots of movement on the Chargers side and uh, it might be worth taking Miami on the uh, you know minus one and a half uh, I think they're playing really really well right now obviously and um, yeah I mean who knows who knows who knows and then I'll talk about Denver Las Vegas I like the over in that game as well. Over 51 and a half is what I had. It's down to 50 and a half. 
So I might want to check on some injury report, make sure nothing is being too crazily spun. Um, and then I also took the over 44 in the Philly New York Giants game. It's in New York. Uh, remember these two teams combined uh, for the total last time they played on Thursday night football. Uh, the Giants covered. The Giants almost won. They should have won. Um, that daggone turf monster got Daniel Jones. Um, so hopefully he doesn't do that again tonight. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's my general overview on the NFL right now um, for this week and kind of what I'm looking forward to. Um, as you guys know, and girls, I, I just thoroughly enjoy – college football and it's hard for me to strip myself away from my research and numbers and data and stuff that I'm looking at and game write-ups because I just I love college football I need to get better about NFL stuff but you know as soon as I do college basketball is right around the corner so uh, it's going to be a tricky balance so with that being said I'm going to stop my ramblings now don't forget to look us up on Twitter at DALE007 for me at Hootball Gaming um, for the show, at Hootball Tweets for overall general Hootball stuff, and then at Hootball Fantasy for all the fantasy basketball stuff, the blurbs, the news, the injuries, the notes that you need. Um, We're about to ramp back up. I mean, it's coming very, very soon. The draft, the free agency, all of it, all of it. So don't forget to check out Hootball 360, Hootball Premium. See if there's something in there that works for you or maybe someone that you know that might want it. Just, you know, share it with your friends. See, see what you think. Maybe one of you get it. Y'all split the cost. And uh, you just kind of overall just like share it with each other and look it over and then make the friend a full believer, you know. It's a new thing, you know, but, you know, it's going really, really well so far and we offer great Uh, content and great products uh, in our view and from what we've heard so far from listeners and followers and friends and interactions. So keep it coming guys. Let us know if there's anything we can update, change, make better or be better at. I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple play music or Apple music. If you want to do that, Um, wherever you get your podcast, Google play, I guess was absorbed to uh, YouTube music. So, um, yeah, that does the promoing. That, that's all the promoing there I got, guys and gals. I really appreciate it once more. This was a really great Football Friday episode, and uh, hopefully I broke it down enough games for you to get some juices or your little hamster rolling in there. Um, let me know if you have questions. DM me, um, at me, and uh, we will make you some money. That's that's what I'm here to do. And um, with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. I'm sending you all my good vibes, all my good wishes to you, and happy birthday. This has been a hoop ball presentation.